0: Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome. To Teach Like a
1: Boss. In this new episode of Teach Like a Boss, we focus on a great example of service learning at Oak Lake Community School. According to Eiler and Giles, Service learning is a form of experiential education where learning occurs through a cycle of action and reflection. Students collaborate with others through a process of applying what they are learning to community problems. At the same time, they reflect upon their experience as they seek to achieve real objectives for the community and deeper understanding for themselves. Service learning is a flexible pedagogy which can be used in a variety of classroom and community settings at all grade levels. Students, community partners and teachers are key players in developing effective service learning activities. Service learning is grounded in the curriculum and it is organized around clear learning goals. This pedagogical approach provides meaningful service activities which address real community needs as defined by the community. Most often, service learning projects are interdisciplinary, spanning multiple subject areas, and facilitate communication and collaboration skills. Keep listening to learn more about service learning in action at Oak Lake Community School. My name is Caldwell and I'm sitting here with two of my colleagues at Oak Lake Community School to record our latest episode of Teach Like a Boss and today we're focusing on projects and their role in schools and how they can function as alternative pedagogical approaches that are engaging and exciting and actually make a difference in our community so first of all i'd like to introduce one of our guests mrs brenda masson she's the principal at O'Clake community school and our second guest is mrs beth Norrie. she is our grade four classroom teacher so I always like to start off with a little bit of like a getting to know you question or two. So the first thing I want to ask our guests today, beginning with Brenda, um, what are you reading right now? Hmm.
0: Uh, getting to know me and talking about reading. I love reading and um, it's just for learning and for enjoyment. And there's no better escape from the woes that COVID has brought our way than losing yourself in a good read. It's just finding the energy and the time to do so is quite another story. So, professionally right now, I've been focusing more on the Hagerty Reading Program, which is something that our division and our school is implementing this school year. Um, For the Indigenous Education Fort LaBosse Book Club that Devon provides us with the impetus with and uh, is causing us to dig deeper into and have a stronger understanding of our Indigenous people i just read The Five Little Indians by Michelle Good, and I enjoyed The Medicine Walk and Embers by Richard Wagamese. Uh, the more I read, the more I find I have to learn. I've got some children's books on the go, too, um, so if you're looking for something for your library, I have a retired teacher, a uh, cousin that spent Christmas with us, and uh, we have Skunk and Bradger by amy timberlake we have winnie's great war by lindroy maddock and josh greenhut Um, it's a novel based on the story of the world's most famous bear and then we have two indigenous literature picture books which i'm excited about uh sometimes i feel like a fox by danielle daniel and as long as the rivers flow by larry loyal then um what i'm reading currently and just have finished reading. I've just read Hamnet which is by Maggie O'Farrell which is a historical fiction which is my favorite genre. It's based in England in the 1580s and the Black Death is creeping across the land. So what does that remind oh, us no, of?
1: Oh no that sounds way too close to home <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> and I'm reading right now I just to it it's a girl from the Channel Islands which is by Jenny Lacote and it's a historical fiction again summer in 1940. And a young Jewish woman is trapped on the occupied island of Jersey during World War II. And on the back burner, because it's always good to have something on the back burner, I have Hillary Rodham Clinton, um, and Louise Penny's State of
1: Terror waiting for me. Wow, those are a lot of good book recommendations. Thank you for sharing. Um, Beth, what about you? What are you reading these days?
2: Absolutely. Uh, right now, I just finished off as well. Um, as Brenda, Five Little Indians by Michelle Good, and that's with Devon's Book Club here for our PD. And at home right now, I'm reading um, Haley Wickenheiser. I'm a big hockey lover, and I'm really excited to dive deep in that. And my daughter and I are enjoying that one together. So quite an inspirational story from uh, a wonderful uh, figure. Canadian figure. So those are two that I have going on right now. Is that her memoir? That is her memoir. Okay, I would love to read that too. Highly recommend it.
1: Okay, second question for getting to know you. What are you watching right now? And it doesn't need to be anything educational, just what are you watching? Brenda? I'm afraid it's not very
0: educational, Devin, but uh, I love sports. My family have four sons and a husband, so I have to love sports. Hockey, definitely, the Jets and the Canadians. Uh, a bit of curling right now. Uh, baseball, football, and going to be glued to the Olympics as well. I like news and current events, so CBC and CTV Morning and, and W5. Um, totally just uh, fluff, I, I'm into the series Bull, which is a lawyer with a twist. Um, Blue Bloods, uh, Be Positive, if you've ever watched that one. Um, then I like things like to like City Line and Marilyn Dennis for you know fashion and home decorating and gardening and cooking and baking. So kind of a mixture of things. Movies, tough one. I haven't made it through a movie this year. Did you fall asleep, or you just haven't sat down to watch one? It just, uh, if, I just can't commit that time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the lights usually go out. Yes. <laughs> Beth, what about you? What are you watching these days?
2: Um, I am a big sucker for uh, This Is Us, and uh, it's a total tearjerker, but I absolutely love it, and I look forward to every week when there's a new episode, and it has the twists and the turns, and it all pulls together, and this is the final season, so I'm super excited to see how all these little tidbits of information that we're getting every episode, how it's all going to tie together in the end. Um, My Netflix one is um, Good Girls. And it's kind of like these three women that have um, decided to rob a grocery store is how it all starts. And uh, and then it's just kind of completely fallen apart. And it's kind of my guilty passion while I'm on the (laughs) treadmill (laughs) to try to pass that awful running time away. So, yeah, those are my two that I, I highly recommend and enjoy. Okay, well, thanks for sharing. I think
1: we could dedicate dedicate a whole podcast episode to like Netflix recommendations and reading recommendations because it's been our main entertainment these last nearly 2 years. Okay, well, to bring us uh, back to our educational focus, today we're going to explore learning projects. And I'm proud to say that Oaklake is a school that's known for its its service learning and project-based learning efforts, and that's what I wanted to dedicate today's podcast to. So, I think I'd love to start off by asking each of you to share about a favorite project that's taken place, and since we've already talked about this, I know that the one we're going to start with, of course, is a project that we call 21st Century Seniors that took place last year during the pandemic, which I know um, definitely caused lots of innovating and changing to the original project. Brenda, could you begin for us just by describing this project? Give us an overview. I'd love to do that.
0: Well, this all started pre-pandemic. I think we have to keep that in mind. And I was contacted by our MP's office to put together a grant application for something that would make a difference for our seniors in our community. So it's a cool rainy June afternoon and we have Mrs. Norrie, um, who you've met, and Mrs. Willamette, who unfortunately is out today sick, or we'd have her sitting in, on our, in our podcast here. We're huddled around a laptop in my office and coming up with a plan for a project that would have the students and the seniors within our community forming connections and strong bonds, while improving their physical and mental health was our plan. Little did we know that a few short weeks down the road the COVID-19 pandemic would take a strong hold on the province and new more strict health restrictions would have to be put into place. So initially the 21st century seniors healthy mind body and spirit project that's what we named it was a way for seniors and youth to physically get together and teach each other valuable skills, go on field trips and keep their bodies healthy through walks and other low impact workouts. These plans, however, took a twist and a turn and had to be completely revamped to be strictly virtual in nature using the video conference Zoom platform. So Mrs. Norrie teaches grade four and five. uh, So each grade four and five student was partnered up with a local senior from our Oakwood Place, which is our seniors' residence here in Oak Lake, or one of their own grandparents or a community member, to embark on the journey that would create countless heartwarming um, moments and an overwhelmingly positive response from everyone involved. So thanks to a generous grant from the New Horizon for Seniors Fe- Federal Government, I believe it was 25000 mm-hmm. that we received, our senior partners were given Rubbermaid tubs, And uh, they were fully stocked with all the supplies that they would need to participate, including brand new iPads, Fitbits, craft supplies, and so much more. So twice per month, our seniors and students logged on to a Zoom call and participated in unique activities together, such as reading a novel. They had the same copy of the same novel, getting their steps in using their Fitbits, everything from planting tomato seeds to drawing to playing Yahtzee to cooking making energy bites and even making stepping stones for the garden as a memento of their time together and this one kind of just evolved because we weren't planning this piece but uh, we had all the participants of the 21st century seniors project contribute to a cookbook along with all of our staff and students from oak lake school and so we have this wonderful cookbook which is called and we haven't even released it yet it's called cooking and caring through COVID Oak Lake Community School and 21st Century seniors so it's been an amazing project and I'm sure Beth classroom I worked with mrs. Nori, mrs. Willamont Kim Willamont is our community schools connector and I was fortunate to be able to work with them on this project
1: Okay, so it sounds like a massive undertaking, fostering those connections between your entire grade 4-5 class and then each of them having that senior partner. So um, Brenda mentioned that the way that you ended up connecting was through a Zoom call. Now just so our listeners will be clear on this, was this one Zoom call that the whole class and all the seniors were on together, or were these like 20
2: individual Zoom calls? Can you tell us a bit more about how that was structured, Mrs. Norrie? Right. And a lot of this was. Um, us basically kind of tweaking things as we went along to see what would work the best way. So what we generally did was we would all start together as one giant Zoom call. So we would have all of our kids on their own devices and we'd have all of our seniors on their devices at home. And so we would have, it would be about 40 participants all together, all logged into one Zoom and we would... Um, share what we've been up to. It was really cute. Eventually, we'd have our senior sharing as we were waiting for the kids to get logged in about their days. And then eventually, we'd talk about what the plan for that Zoom was. And then we would put each of the kids with their partners into their separate breakout rooms so that they could spend just one-on-one time with their grandparent or their senior partner and do their reading or their project. And then at the end, we'd come back together and we'd do our sign-off, share our plans for our next Zoom. And then that's how it would Okay, so I didn't even understand how you guys had set that up. So it was one
1: big call to start off with, then you made use of breakout rooms. Yeah, okay, what a great use of breakout rooms to allow, you know, just for that one-on-one connection with each of them. Mm -hmm, Okay, um, Brenda touched on it, but tell me a bit more about the activities that the kids did.
2: How did you decide on the activities? Were they connected to the curriculum? Right. So with the grade four or five class last year, we did a lot of brainstorming with them. What kind of things would you like to do? What kind of things do you think your seniors would also enjoy? What could we teach our seniors and what could our seniors teach us as grade four or five students as well? And a big one that we wanted to share every day or every time that we met was our novel. So the kids along with their seniors picked a novel that they wanted to enjoy and they would read for about, oh, I would say about 10, 15 minutes each time we Zoomed. Um, and then we, yeah, we pulled some things from curriculum, like planting a to, uh, tomato seed, and then some things we just did purely for fun. So um, things like um, a drawing or uh, playing Yahtzee, which also pulls in our math curriculum as well. So yeah, it was a lot of brainstorming with Brenda, Kim, and myself, as well as with the kids to come up with a plan of what we could work as well as work through a Zoom because some of our plans to begin with obviously had to be tweaked because we were planning to do this all in person Mm -hmm. so yeah it had to be tweaked as well so so I'm hearing um reading
1: science activities um I know like different math games took place um another thing Brenda mentioned was Fitbits now tell me more about how these Fitbits integrated into the project
2: Right, so our idea was that we wanted to have healthy seniors and healthy kids, not just mentally during a pandemic, but as well physically. So we had equipped every single senior and every single student with a Fitbit, and the kids actually taught their senior partners how to use their Fitbits, how to connect their Fitbits to their iPad, how to set up challenges, how to keep track of their steps, their heart rates, all the parts of the Fitbit. So. Each Zoom, also, after they were done their reading, they would go over, how many steps do you have? And then they would do a little challenge with them. So it could be just even walking in place for, they'd set their timer and they'd walk in place for five minutes and uh, they'd just check in. And how many steps do you have? How many steps do you get on an average day? And, uh, and then all these materials, the seniors were able to keep, as well as our grade four or five students were able to keep their Fitbits as well. So yeah. So the Fitbits were a great
1: tie-in with like, Um, health and phys ed, also some math right there, and then lots of literacy with ICT too, like that's Mm -hmm. something that I really hadn't considered, but I mean, just etiquette on Zoom, and just, um, you know, ethical and responsible use of technology and and then of course the ict literacy so just being
2: proficient in in using zoom using the fitbit the ipad all of those things absolutely and i think this has just come full circle for where we are now with a lot of the students having to take part in remote learning they are just that much further ahead and equipped and comfortable being on a zoom with their teacher and and asking questions that they're not afraid to be to put themselves out there because they're so comfortable with the technology and And zooming so there's always um those unexpected outcomes of
1: a project and sometimes those unexpected outcomes turn out to be like the absolute very best moments and other times they sometimes turn out to be like a little bit of a crisis um that takes (laughs) some management and um I know I was involved with a few of those like crisis aspects of the project, where we had seniors in their homes struggling to use the technology with no one there to help them. So I know that took lots of troubleshooting, but things did end up going really smoothly by the end of the project. But like, what were some really memorable moments of the project for for both of you? Um, Brenda, does one come to mind?
0: Well, I think our final culminating activity, and our seniors got so comfortable and so proficient in using Zoom and uh, connecting with us here. I was so super proud of them and the students, so that was wonderful. And so for our final activity, we basically had both the senior and the student in grade four or five share two stars and a wish that they had for their particular partner. And we invited our MP, Larry McGuire, to join us. And he did Zoom in from Ottawa, just in between his sessions. And just his positive message to both the seniors and to how proud he was of our students for taking this on and our staff. And um, it was just, it was heartwarming. And then those two stars and a wish, um, like we had a mom who had been, our uh, grandma who had been recently widowed was connecting with her grandson and she had tears i think we all had tears she just meant so much to her during covid to be connected to um, because she was all alone in her home we had another um, uh, senior who ended up developing breast cancer so she wasn't able to participate but her daughter stepped up and took her place and helped helped us through that so it was just a, a very um, special time and a lot of learning that we never expected that the, we'd be dealing with this project and dealing this, with this project in a, in a pandemic, but it worked out beautifully and I'm super proud of our students and their learning, our seniors and my staff.
1: Those are some really special moments you're describing and I remember hearing about, about those things as they happened and it was so touching. Um, Beth, and,
2: and any other memorable moments for you? I think every single time that we Zoomed, it was just, we would, Brenda and Kim and I would share these little secret moments in the corner. Oh, you should have heard what this kid just said about, you know, his grandma. And uh, it's just every moment, every time we Zoomed, it was really neat to see the interaction between their senior partners, whether they had met them before, like some of these partners they had never met, their um their senior before and some of them were grandparents so they were quite comfortable but i can think of um, a couple different instances where the kids were doing this drawing and one of the kids had said to his grandma oh grandma you did such a great job that looks so wonderful over his zoom call and then another moment was where um, one of our boys and he was in grade five at the time and grandma wasn't on the zoom and we weren't sure where grandma was. And she was having some diff- some technical difficulties. And so she had phoned to the school and we were giving her some p- support. And uh, eventually she made it onto the Zoom and his eyes, once he saw grandma, just lit right up. And he was so excited, oh, grandma, there you are. And it's just, it's really neat. And it was so heartwarming. And it's just what everybody I think needed during COVID and was uh-huh. feeling kind of down. And of course the kids hadn't seen their grandparents and vice versa for so long. and and it would just, you know, lifted our spirits every single time that we met. I think it
0: was one of the things that I remember too is as we were letting the kids into the Zoom room and then, you know, getting them moved around the building. So when Devin makes it sound like we have breakout rooms, like our breakouts rooms would be in a cloak room or the kitchen or, you know, my office or wherever in the building. And our seniors that, that were already in the Zoom would start like to talk to each other and crack jokes and they were cutting up Mm -hmm. by the end. It was really cute to see, so yeah. Yeah,
1: We did have a hard time. Yes, we had everyone in virtual breakout rooms, (laughs) but then kids kind of needed their own little space where there wasn't that interference of other people talking. So I often would have a student in here on a device. And just, I know one thing I can say that I noticed was just the growth in leadership skills. Like how I saw that little girl move from, you know, really not taking charge of the call being a bit uncertain to like running that show and (laughs) it was it was really impressive just
2: to see the development of her confidence and leadership in the call absolutely yeah so many skills that were learned through this project and uh, yeah I'm so proud of that class they just they really took it and they are so excited to continue to zoom with their senior partners and yeah they are just a really neat group group of kids really super proud of them
1: so is the project continuing yes
0: it is it is it's going to be we don't have grant dollars to support it, but we have the connection which Mm -hmm. is far more important than the grant dollars so we will zoom once a month with our seniors we'll move it up to the next grade level because those kids have have gone up a grade level and we're going to study picture books they're each going to get a copy of the same picture book because everybody loves a picture Mm -hmm. book and wants an excuse to be able to read one and then the senior will be left with that uh, collection of picture books so that's what we're looking at we're going to do like a directed drawing maybe a Yahtzee like all things that they have the materials for Mm -hmm. um, as well so we're going to do a monthly one
2: starting fairly soon very soon yes that's right will the the Fitbits continue to be a part of this we're hoping to continue with the Fitbits as well and just yeah check in with our seniors um, yeah. Make sure everything's still up and running with their Fitbits and uh, it won't be maybe as big of a part, but definitely we'll continue that. It'll be a complete check-in. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, our time together is coming to an end, <laughs> but I know when I listen to a podcast where I hear like a really cool idea, I'm always thinking about, okay, how can I scale this to my classroom practice or to my school? Do you have any advice? for any people listening to this who might be interested in undertaking a similar project? What do you wish oh, you'd known at the start, that you know now, <laughs> and well, that wish- maybe you could yeah. impart to people?
0: I think just having the dream, having the big dream. What is it that you want to accomplish through your project, through your service learning? How can your kids in your classroom, we look, we talk so much about how we always have had volunteers come into our school, but what can our kids do to make a difference in their communities, whether it's local or global, and having that that big idea, because everybody's got an idea, and uh, if they're thinking it, they should be thinking big, is what we do here at Oak Lake School. And I usually have lots of partners in crime, so I really suggest having a team approach, having Mm -hmm. some of your colleagues involved with doing a project. Decide what is this, where you want to make a difference somehow and involve your kids what do they see as as something within their local or global communities that they want to do to be difference makers and just lots of brainstorming and um, we just grew into this project like i said it started as something that we were going to do physically Mm -hmm. because we were concerned about our our seniors you know slipping on the ice come in and and use our jam right come in and meet our kids and read together so it didn't start like like it ended up morphing into but once you have your idea and you have your passion i think anybody can do a project like
1: this so start with a big vision look at how you can either you know solve a problem meet a need make a difference um don't be afraid to to roll with the punches Mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes the best projects totally turn into
2: something you didn't anticipate at all
1: mrs dory do you have
2: anything to add to that i think you summed it up very well brenda absolutely it's just the A lot of time and a lot of work went into the project to get it rolling, but it was so absolutely worth it. It just it was such a special part of our day to meet with those seniors and the kids, and I would highly recommend to anybody to, to take this on because it's those little moments are so, so worth it.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing about this project, and I know that if anyone has any questions, they can reach out to either of you at Oakley Community School. So thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank
0: you, Devin. Devin. Thank you for tuning in. Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes. Available at www.flbsd.mb.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.